Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. Tonight, the whereabouts of 23-year-old private first-class Kelly Bordeaux are a mystery. I received a phone call from the Army. They knew something was unusual, that she wasn't there. And nobody knew where she was. Police believe she may be in danger. Do you remember when Kelly Bordeaux disappeared? Oh, for sure. She was a, a very attractive, uh, very successful young soldier. Was just going with friends uh, to a a local night spot on a Friday night and uh, just kind of vanished into thin air without any real explanation. It truly was a missing persons case that really gripped the community. Guys, we appreciate everybody coming out. 23-year-old Kelly Bordeaux was last seen no leaving. No good, solid leads. Every minute that passes, her family becomes more and more anxious. Please just return my sister. Can barely function without knowing where my daughter is. <laughs> I mean, there was over 600 people at one point that went on the massive search when they had the helicopters and the dogs. So far, searchers have turned up no clues. Like I said, she was a United States soldier. She was very proud of that. She was a very determined young woman. She wasn't just a nobody. She wasn't just some girl. She was my youngest child. She was my baby. <laughs> If only we could find her. Ten days on, Kelly Bordeaux's family is as determined as ever. We had several suspects uh, in the early stages of the case. We had Nicholas Holbert, who was last seen with her. We had Mike Bordeaux, who was her estranged husband. And we had Justin Thompson. 
uh, who was the young man that she was uh, dating at the time. First day I got the case, everybody's a suspect. The only person I knew that weren't a suspect was me. We thought outside the box a lot during this investigation. I feel I can find anybody. No one is meant to be missing. Everybody's meant to be found. Everybody. I followed my heart, and I started searching for Kelly. Miss Kelly. Uh, David Marsburn is a private investigator here in the uh, Fayetteville, Cumberland County area. These are the areas that the cell phone ping was coming from. I had never heard of him before this case. I'm good at figuring out people, reading people, and knowing what their next move's gonna be. Scott was a little different, and uh, he has the gift of the gab. When I go hunt someone down, I don't like anyone that's with me, helping me. I had the right guy, I had the man. This was his home. Can you take me to her? Can you lead us to where she's at? And he said yes. I'm Troy Roberts, tonight on 48 Hours, The Hunter. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. When Kelly Bordeaux went missing, it was huge. It was all over the national news. It got attention everywhere. Why do you think that is? Because she was a young female, Fort Bragg soldier. It's a story. David Marshburn was watching the news in the spring of 2012 when he heard about United States Army Specialist Kelly Bordeaux. The 23-year-old combat medic had gone missing from Fayetteville, North Carolina home to Fort Bragg. She's one of ours that protect us, so I felt the need to protect her. You're thinking you can help find this person. That's what you're good at, do it. You got any weapons on you? After all, 
Marshburn, a newly minted private investigator, right. makes his living as a full-time bounty hunter. How many criminals have you captured? If I had to guess a number, over 500. It was just days into the police investigation that Marshburn, now a CBS News consultant, decided on his own to take on Kelly's case. He did not tell the police or Kelly's mother, Jonna Henson, about his secret investigation. She was a girly girl, but yet she was, she was really tough. All Jonna knew in April 2012 was that her youngest child had vanished into the night. What was going through your mind? I really thought she must be at a friend's house. They'll find her in a few hours. That'll be that. I didn't really panic till like a day went by. And then it was like nobody's seen her since Friday. So then I was like, wait a minute. Okay, now I'm really starting to panic. The Army also reached out to Mike Bordeaux, Kelly's estranged husband. Mike told Kelly's superiors that he'd been living in Florida and had no idea where Kelly was. Mike called me and he said, hey, have you talked to your sister today? And I was like, no, she should be in formation. He's like, no, she's not. Olivia Cox is Kelly's sister. Let me call her. So then I called her and I called her and I called her. And then I called him back and I was like, where is she? And he's like, I don't know. Kelly's family immediately headed to Fayetteville Police Headquarters where they met with the lead investigator on the case, Detective Jeff Locklear, who took Jonna aside. I said, you're a mother, and I know you're never going to give up hope, even to the last minute. At that point, no one had heard from Kelly for three days. I used the old adage, we're going to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And as she's walking out the door, she turned around, and she simply said this, find my baby. All I want is my sister. I just want Kelly Bordeaux to be brought back to us, safe and sound. Please give her back. Everyone who knew Kelly said it was not like her to walk away from obligations. She's always been determined all the way back to high school when she was an A student who also ran track and was on a cheerleading squad. She excelled at basically everything, but she never would rub it in your face. And Kelly was said to have a personality that matched her intelligence. According to her mom and her sister, Kelly was full of fire. On the night of April 13, 2012, as she was heading out the door, Kelly took this selfie and sent it to her sister. The last picture, the one that she sent of her in the outfit, it was, hey, does this look okay? And I was like, yeah, you look cute. Kelly went to the Froggy Bottoms bar where witnesses remembered that she was drinking, playing pool, and singing karaoke. She felt safe there because it was so close to home. That was the last place she was seen. Police did not know what happened next, but Kelly's mother was deeply suspicious of husband Mike Bordeaux because she knew Kelly had broken up with him only a week earlier. Kelly gave him $1,000 and a one-way ticket to Orlando and said, we're done. Me and her loved each other very much. Mike Bordeaux had returned to Fayetteville and publicly denied he and Kelly had broken up. He was the concerned husband, taking part in searches and appearing on national TV. Just please let her come home. Just, just let her come home to her family, me, friends. 
just let her come home. But Jana wasn't buying it, and she confronted Mike. You know, I'm going to ask you this, Mike, you know, did you do something to my daughter? And what did he say to you? He slammed the phone down on me, <laughs> actually. Mike called back and denied hurting Kelly. In the meantime, police began checking out his alibi. Was he really in Florida at the time Kelly disappeared? Detective Locklear went looking for answers and suspected he could find them on Kelly's cell phone. With this new generation, the phone is just a, it's a goldmine of information. If you want to know something about a person, get your hands on their phone. Locklear couldn't get his hands on Kelly's phone, but he got the next best thing. The person she was texting that night, Kelly's new boyfriend, Justin Thompson. She was texting me throughout the night, and at the end of the night, she texted, like, call me. Justin did not immediately see that text, but later he grew worried because he knew that Kelly was hanging out that night with a guy she'd only recently met, a bar worker named Nick Holbert. I told her, that guy is creepy, man. Justin had been with Kelly at Froggy Bottoms the week before when they met Holbert for the first time. She just took his number. I was there, you know, and he gave her a number, you know, if you guys need anything, I work here kind of thing. Holbert insisted he had nothing to do with Kelly's disappearance. He told the police and reporters that Kelly had asked him for a ride to and from the bar. Around 1, 1.30, she's, she told me, she's like, I'm tired, I want to go home. I said, okay, so we got in the car, and as soon as, as soon as I pulled into Meadowbrook, she said, you can stop right here and let me out, I walked. That television interview piqued the interest of rookie private investigator David Marshburn. I saw the interview with Nick. I hate that she's missing and I hope that she is found. And I said, look, he did it. He took her. He killed her. But that theory had one big problem. Kelly's last text to her new boyfriend the night she disappeared. It read, got home safe. I'm going to bed. I'm tired and drunk. Call me tomorrow. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. As weeks went by and there was still no sign of Kelly Bordeaux, the possibilities are endless. You know for a fact she's not AWOL. At this point, you're like, all right, who has her and where are they holding her? Detective Jeff Locklear 
increasingly focused on Nick Holbert, the bar worker who said he'd driven Kelly to and from Froggy Bottoms the night she disappeared. And what Locklear heard had him worried. Nick has some anger issues, unrestrained anger issues, if you will. Was not able to control his outbursts sometimes. He'd just get very angry very fast and do things. And some of the things Holbert did were nightmarish. When he was a teenager, he was convicted of taking indecent liberties with a five-year-old girl and served nearly five years in prison. When he got out of prison, he was kind of from here to there. He didn't have a stable place to stay. He just kind of moved around, that kind of stuff. Upon his release, Holbert was a convicted sex offender who was required to register his address with authorities. But once he got that job at Froggy Bottoms, he began camping out in the woods behind the bar. He basically had a parachute and a tarp draped between two trees that he would pull his car under. So his car was more or less his tent. By this time, investigators had confirmed the alibis of Mike Bordeaux and Justin Thompson, who were both in Florida when Kelly vanished. They were cleared as suspects, but Locklear was still puzzled over that last text from Kelly's phone, the one that said she arrived home safely. I let her sister take a look at it, and she said, Kelly didn't send this text. And I said, well, how do you know? She said, when she texts, she texts in complete sentences. That's not the way that she sounds. It's not the way she would sound. She said, I don't believe my sister sent this text message. Locklear suspected Nick Holbert had sent that text but had no proof. And Holbert was cooperative. He continued speaking to investigators without a lawyer present, gave them a DNA sample, and even allowed them to search his car. What were your impressions of him? He was simple, wasn't angry. He didn't sound secretive. He answered the questions fairly quickly. Didn't act like he was hiding anything. The police had no evidence Holbert had done anything to Kelly. Why are you turning yourself in, in, Nick? You think we get a few words from you? No. Can you tell us what happened? But because he was a convicted sex offender and had not registered a permanent address, authorities were able to throw him in jail. It put Nick Holbert in a place where I knew he would be while this investigation went forward. You know who our suspect is. That strategy did not sit well with David Marshburn, who was itching to talk to Holbert. When I found out they arrested Nick and put him in jail for the sex offender stuff, I thought, well, if she was alive, she's dead now because they've incarcerated him. So I felt like it would be better off for him to be out than in. In the meantime, police continued doing forensic testings on Holbert's campsite and car. Was Kelly's DNA found in his car? No. Here's the issue with the car. He was living in that car. It was dirty. It was filled with clothing, trash. It was just in really bad shape. Crime scene investigator's nightmare. As the weeks turned into months, Nick Holbert remained the number one suspect in Kelly's disappearance, but police were not able to charge him. How great was your frustration when this case went cold? Well, for one, we're kind of careful about using the word cold in that homicide squad. We adopted a motto, there's no greater crime than the theft of a human life. We take that seriously. Kelly's family had no choice but to watch and seethe inside. It was extremely frustrating because for us, we can't force him to talk. can't force you to confess even though 
Everything is pointing to you. Neither Locklear nor Kelly's family knew that David Marshburn was conducting his own secret investigation with the help of his assistant, Marsha Ward. Back here is where he was actually living. Like the police, Marshburn closely examined Holbert's makeshift campsite, hoping to find clues investigators may have missed. This was his home. He knew this area very well, like a hunter. And that's about like he was, a hunter with his prey. He used netting, limbs, duct tape, plastic, just all sorts of weird stuff. A year and a month after Kelly vanished, May 2013, Nick Holbert was released from jail for failing to register as a sex offender. He had the motive. David Marshburn set off to meet him face to face. How did you begin your relationship with Nick? So I was a little leery, but I said, hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm David Marshburn. I'm a private investigator, and I'm trying to find Kelly Bordeaux. I said, will you talk to me? He said yes. Marshburn had a plan to make Holbert feel at ease. The way I lined it up was you didn't have nothing to do with her disappearance. I want him to think I'm on his side. And it worked. With no rules to follow, Marshburn then did something very unorthodox. I knew that was the one way I could keep him on my side was to pay him. And I paid him. Paid him every time I saw him. Wait, you, you paid him? I found out he had money issues. He needed money for cigarettes. He needed money to eat. Yeah. I paid off his probation so he wouldn't go back to jail and I could continue talking to him. I was his friend. And a true friend, if you need him, they're there for you. As time wore on and Holbert began trusting Marshburn, the private eye documented the time they spent together with these photos. And a few months into his unofficial investigation, Marshburn finally told the police what he was up to. Well, they told me, hey, we're not going to tell you anything. You know, if you're talking to Nick, hey, you, you continue on. They didn't want to put me in working with them because then it limits me what I can do. So you didn't dismiss him? We did not. And typically, conventional police methods shy away from using somebody who's um, not a police officer or detective to kind of get information from a guy. This is one of those special circumstances where we felt like the time was right, the, the, the person was right. Marshburn was making inroads, but he paid a heavy price. I almost lost my family. I almost lost everything I had because of him. Because of the, I'm getting ready to tear up. <laughs> but um, because of your obsession with this case? Give me a minute. And it was hard for me because, you know, I know he did it. I'm sitting there with a killer. I know he done it. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What do you miss the most? Being able to talk to her, spend time with her, you know, do our girly stuff together. I can actually still call her phone and uh, hear her voice, which I'll do that every once in a while. Hey, it's Sally. You can't get to the phone right now. Leave me a message and I'll call you back. As time passed and investigators could give Kelly Bordeaux's family no answers, they became frustrated, as did District Attorney Billy West. For the Henson family and everybody that knew and loved Kelly, uh, we wanted to bring some closure. Did you think that this was just a case that was going to go cold and would never be solved? It certainly was a concern. While the official investigation into Kelly's disappearance had hit a roadblock, David Marshburn was getting ever closer to prime suspect Nick Holbert. Marshburn decided it was time to switch tactics and began baiting Holbert with a bunch of what-ifs. What if you did something? Could you have blackened out? Could have this happened? Could that happen? I was trying to give him outs. If something bad happened and you just didn't call 911, we can get you involuntary manslaughter, man. Trust me. What Marshburn did next was more than just a bit unorthodox. He created this fake plea bargain implicating Holbert in Kelly's murder, including this unbelievable offer that Holbert would serve no more than 36 months in prison. Marshburn told Holbert the police wanted him to sign it. He thought about it and looked at it, and then he just tossed it back to him and said, no, I'm not going to sign it because... They're just going to change their mind. They'll, they'll take it back. But Holbert did not reject it outright, as any innocent man would. At that point, I knew I had him 100,000%. I had the right guy. I had the man. Marshburn applied even more pressure, having a friend sit outside Holbert's apartment in what looked like an unmarked police car. That morning when I picked him up, he's like, well, they're watching me. They're watching me all the time. I've seen them watch me. He's real paranoid. Marshburn was not done playing mind games. He also invented an imaginary paralegal who he nicknamed Cece. Called my friend Cece, which happens to be my wife. I pick up the phone and I say, uh, Cece, what's going on? Nick's house is being watched. Then Marshburn told Holbert that Cece would tip them off if an arrest was imminent. So she calls and says, oh, he's being indicted by a grand jury. They're fixing to get him. So I said, Nick, we need to really think about this indictment thing. 
We need to start really, really concentrating on what happened, what went on. I kind of pressured him. I felt like this was it, this was the day. It was time to try and get a confession out of him. I'm like, okay, Nick, we're gonna go to Froggy Bottoms. We're gonna start this thing over again. We're gonna go from step one all the way through. Soon as I pull up, he jumps out instantly and walks straight to the back. Marshburn followed Holbert to his campsite behind the bar. Froggy Bottoms is about 300 feet up this way. So what I did was I walked over here while he was staring off that way. I wound up picking a branch up like this. And while he was standing over there, I would stand over here and then walk towards him. And I'd simply just snap him. Steady, snapping. Sort of to give him a time limit, the clock's ticking. It was May 13th, 2014, more than two years since Kelly had gone missing. And Marshburn decided that for Holbert, time was up. So I walk all the way over here, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, did you do something with Kelly? He said, yes. I said, Nick, look, it's okay. You might not remember the bad stuff, the middle stuff, but the end is where we need to get to. Nick, I need to know where she is, and if you have anything to do with it, I want to help you and get this heavy burden off your chest. We got to find her. Can you take me to her? Can you lead us to where she's at? And he said yes. David Marshburn snuck in a call to Detective Locklear to let him know what was going on. Then Holbert brought him here to this isolated spot just five miles from where Kelly was last seen. They went into the woods to try to find Kelly's makeshift burial site. I said, is she on top of the ground, below the ground? He's like, man, I can't remember. So I finally get my dog out, and I have my dog go search. My dog kept alert. I'm like, something ain't right here. Marshburn thought his specially trained cadaver dog, Kaz, had picked up a scent. Marshburn felt he was tantalizingly close, but it was getting dark, and he knew he had to stop for the night. So I said, look, it's late. Let's go take you home and then we'll come back and pick you up in the morning. Marshburn was so close to the truth that he forgot about one of the tall tales he told Holbert. He said, I don't wanna go home. I said, what do you mean you don't wanna go home? I'm scared the police are gonna be there. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I just had to remind myself. Oh yeah, that's right. Marshburn took Holbert to a nearby motel, paid for him to stay the night, and then went home. So did you have a sleepless night? Oh yeah. I was, I was excited. I knew we were getting to the end of it. So I did have a restless night, um, anxious. To his relief, by daybreak, Holbert was still there. And the mystery of what happened to Kelly Bordeaux would soon be solved. As I understand it, um, you decided to do the right thing? Try to kind of tell us a little bit about what happened? Yeah. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. That next morning, an apprehensive David Marshburn, hoping he was close to finding Kelly, headed back to the motel where he stashed Nick Holbert, unsure if he'd even be there. But he was. Nick comes out, and uh, we all get in the car, and this time he's a little bit different. Nick starts laughing and says, you know, no wonder nobody can find her. I can't even find her. You know, he makes a joke about it. When they reached the site, Marshburn told Holbert to search an area down the path, leaving Marshburn, his assistant, Marsha, and Kaz alone to investigate. Kaz, come on, find The light was shining down and it was just in the middle of the woods right here. So we made a path, Kaz comes in, he lays on the spot. I say, Marsha, go get the pry rod. And I push it in just a little bit and all of a sudden it sinks. It goes just straight. And I say a prayer. I said, baby girl, you're going home. You're going home, baby girl. And um, it was a good, it was a good feeling. After you discovered the shallow grave, did you call Nick over? Oh no, we didn't tell him at all. I dug a little bit, found a uh, little piece of jacket, took a picture of it, sent it to uh, Lotlier. Then I dug a little bit more, found a leg bone, I took a picture of it, sent it to Lotlier, and I texted him, telling him, I think we found her. All of a sudden, my phone rings. So I pick up the phone, I'm like, hello, whispering real quiet. And um, he said, get all your stuff, get out of the woods. Within minutes, Detective Locklear arrived with other investigators, one wearing a camera. This is the actual footage shot that day, May 14th, 2014. As soon as we got out of the vehicle, our investigative assistant had a body cam on, and I just asked him. As I understand it, um, you decided to do the right thing? And he said, yeah. Well, what do you want to start from the very beginning? Well, let's do it like this, Nick. I think at this point, man, after all this time's passed, um, you know, things are what they are, okay? You tell me what happened. Two sides of every story, somewhere in the middle of the truth. Tell me your side of it. 
You know. Prime suspect Nick Holbert describes in chilling detail what happened the night Kelly vanished. Went and picked her up, went back to the bar, and I played pool, drink, some karaoke. You know, everything was going good. Then I reckon somebody had told her about, about my sex offense thing. And I mean, I kind of, I, I didn't know it. But I mean, that's when she started acting kind of funny towards me. It was then that investigators learned the motive for Kelly's murder. And, you know, when she said she was ready to go home, you know, I was talking with her. And I, mean, I can't remember exactly what was said, but I know she said to me, she said, now, nah, you child molester or something like that. And I, I just snapped and zoned out and hit her, knocked her out. And I stuck her in the car and took her back to where I stayed at. Literally, you're in a misdemeanor posture. You could have walked away, and we wouldn't be sitting here today. Why did you kidnap her? And he didn't have much of an answer for that. Did y'all ever have any sex? No sex at all. So I won't find evidence of that. And then she woke up, started screaming, and I hit her again, knocked her out again. And I, mean, I can't really remember what happened in that time period, I, I know, you know, I mean, she, I mean, she was dead. Within five minutes, he told us, he confessed, you know, he just laid it out there for us. Then that morning, or I reckon it was like 5, 4.35 or something, and I stuck her in the car and took her down here. Then what? And I pulled in here, I mean, I went over there and buried her. He tells him to the T what he's going to find. You're going to find a jacket covering her. You're going to find a bag over her head. You're going to find her laying in a hole. Locklear wanted Holbert to lead him to Kelly's remains. You okay with going back there, Nick? Um, I don't really want to. But you're okay with it? Mentally, you're okay with it? Well, you tell me. I mean, you're a grown man now. But Holbert refused to face what he had done. I think it weighed on him. And I think that carrying that weight for two years had not only physically changed him, but had mentally changed him. We'll follow. Um, so Detective Locklear followed Marshburn. We come on back here. We dig down. And it's still flesh. And flip-flop. Okay. We saw the white bag, everything he told us, we stopped. Okay. And I called you. All right. Once we had that, I advised him, you know, he's on the wrist at that point. As Holbert was being placed into a police car, Marshburn approached him one last time. I reached up and patting Nick on the uh, shoulder, and I said, man, it's going to be okay. Now, I didn't have to do that, but I won't play it to the end. Did you ever speak to Nick again after his arrest? He called me, but I didn't answer the phone. Locklear brought Holbert to police headquarters, where he cleared up one last mystery. He admitted he was the one who sent that last text from Kelly's cell phone. Police charged Holbert with first-degree murder. And then, Locklear 
called Kelly's mother. I promised her that as soon as I knew, or as soon as we found Kelly, I would, I would immediately call her. Her voice cracked, um, and she didn't know what to say. As Detective Locklear explained the details to her, Jonna would learn about the crucial role Marshburn played in finding Kelly's body. Mr. Locklear had told me that someone from outside was working on the case. Now Jonna knows his name, David Marshburn. I appreciate everything that he did do for me and my family. I don't think I would know where Kelly was if it wasn't for Mr. David Marshburn. Everybody rise, please. And as Kelly's murder case moved forward... My name's John Hanson. Jonna would finally confront her daughter's killer. Mr. Holbert, could you look at me for a minute? Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Got pretty roses today. I understand that you you visit her grave often. Mm-hmm, I do. Um, I like to take her fresh flowers. How's it going, baby girl? That's kind of therapeutic for me. I can't really go out there every day anymore because, yeah, I'll just cry and cry and cry. Do you think there'll ever be a day when you won't feel this pain? Nope. No, not until the day I die. Love you, love you, honey. It's been more than three years since Kelly Bordeaux vanished and 15 months since Nicholas Holbert confessed to murdering her. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. This Honorable General Court of Justice for the state. There will be no trial. Maybe seated. Instead, a plea deal has been worked out. Do you now personally plead guilty to first degree kidnapping? Yes, sir. Do you now personally plead guilty to first degree murder? Yes, sir. Holbert would spend the rest of his life in prison without any chance of parole. I spoke uh, with Miss uh, Henson many times about uh, the possibility of a plea. District Attorney Billy West. We made it clear to Mr. Holbert and his defense team that if he did not take this life without parole plea, we would proceed capitally and would seek the death penalty in his case. All the answers that you've given it only takes one juror to hold out 
So life without parole made more sense to me. And he goes in prison and he stays there. He doesn't leave until he dies. Jana, along with Kelly's brother Matt and sister Olivia, attended the sentencing. How difficult was it for you to be at the sentencing? Um, that was pretty hard. I wanted to do to him what he did to Kelly. I thought that's what he deserved. That would be justice. My adrenaline was just pumping. And apparently Matt had the same idea. Me and the judge just locked eyes, and I think he could tell I was, like, ready to kind of bailiffs freak out, in. you know? And, yeah, then all the bailiffs escorted me away. <laughs> Holbert surprised just about everyone at the sentencing when he tried to apologize to Kelly's family. I thought long and hard on what to say, or if I should even say anything at all. For Kelly's sister Olivia, it was far too little, far too late. And I realized that there isn't anything I could say or do that would ease the pain and the suffering that you have endured. I just wanted him to shut up. I just wanted to just stop. Your words mean nothing. Then it was Kelly's mother's turn to talk. Could you look at me for a minute? She did awesome. I don't understand how you could take a beautiful young girl and beat the life right out of her. I know there are things that she wanted to say that she didn't get to say. You took something so precious from me. I was really proud of her for having the courage and be able to say something, um, whether it has an impact on him or not. I don't really have anything else to say except he can go to hell. I held back a lot, (laughs) Um, actually. Yeah, I told him to go to hell. I don't think he realized what type of person he took away. She was a United States soldier. It is my honor to deliver this. Shortly after Kelly's body was found, there was a memorial service at Fort Bragg in her honor. Spearhead medic soldier, specialist Kelly Bordeaux. Detective Jeff Locklear attended the service. And I was kind of touched that the family invited us. They wanted us to come out. David Marshburn also was invited. And for the first time since he began his quest to find Kelly nearly two years before, Marshburn privately met with Kelly's mother. She told me thank you, and um, she wanted to give me something, so she gave me these. Kelly's dog tags. Probably a big, the biggest honor you could get. Oh, this is the guy that found her, and I'm like, you're like, oh my God, what do you say? It's a thank you, thank you, thank you. If I'd have known the family at the time that I found Kelly and the shape she was in and all, we wouldn't have had a trial. I'd have handled it right then. I'm not sure I understand what you mean by that. I'd have been the judge, jury, and the executioner, I'll tell you that. There's almost three quarters of an hour recess. Bluntly, I'd have shot him. I'd have killed him. When you think of, of Kelly today, what comes to mind? Sadness and grief. She could have gave a lot to this country being in the military and to society. Now she's just a story and a memory. Under his plea deal, Nicholas Holbert waived all rights to an appeal. David Marshburn still works as a bounty hunter, but has taken on a new missing persons case. 
Should this have been a death penalty case? Chat now on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand-new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.